You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. How you doing? Hope you're doing great. That's wonderful. I'm doing great also. If you, yes, you would like to call in and be a part of the show, you can uh, do so. 608-501-0718. Let's get started. Man, this has gotten ridiculous. I'm telling you what, this has gotten stupid. But Tom has asked another amazing, great question. Play says you can go and live for a year. In Antarctica, I, if I can get to Antarctica and live there for a year, on, under Tom's rules, one year in Antarctica. Number one, if you don't... Maybe, just a thought, um, Tom, if you just want to call Steve and you guys can have a conversation. <laughs> Sounds like Tom has a lot of questions and Steve has a lot of answers. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm fine doing both. But it just seems like a match made in heaven. Just saying. Well, know this, which I'm assuming you don't, because I haven't listened to everything you said after he asked that question. 356 days of living in Antarctica, you don't have to pay taxes for any income you made while you live there. You live there independent of U.S. law while still being a U.S. resident. So that is pretty cool. I agree. I am a big fan of no taxes. My only issue is paying 0% tax on $0 because I live in freaking Antarctica. Um, I I don't know, but I feel like the math doesn't add up to more money. Um, Maybe I can keep doing the podcast and live out there. Um, But a couple other issues I suppose would be, number one, internet service. I feel like, ugh, ha, huh, hmm, tried to fight through that, that yawn there. I feel like internet service would be an issue. Maybe I could talk to Elon, and then things really get great. The, the other issue, though, is I like money to serve a purpose, right? What do I do with money? Well, um, I like to grill meat that doesn't you know, exist out like I'm guessing it's tough to get a brisket out there. Also, uh, getting a grill out there. Also, grilling in the frozen 
places. Um, I like comforts, like not freezing to death. A uh, nice home, which I don't have in Antarctica because it's Antarctica. I have a, a tent. So, yeah, good food, good TV. I mean, can I get hooked up with Hulu out there? Or? I don't know. That's that's Those are the reasons I like money. So I'm all for no taxes, but ultimately it's not about the money or the lack of paying other people like the government money. That's the motivation. It's kind of just having a cool life, and that's hard to do for me in Antarctica. But I could see why perhaps um, somebody who lives in Alaska would find that to be exhilarating. Freaking, sorry, sorry. Freaking cool. <laughs> All good. That is pretty freaking cool. Um, second, as somebody who has been over the Arctic Circle on the north part of the planet, it would be super awesome to be under the Antarctic Circle on the south end of the planet because, you know, then I guess I've been on the north part of the planet and the south end of the planet, and I've seen east to west. So that all is pretty cool. Um, thirdly, I just think that a place that most people haven't ever gone to and nobody ever really lives at, that you could pull man sitting on your porch. I mean... By the way, it is negative 20 in Antarctica right now, so it's not super great. Hanging out, just the old man, and people are talking about the old man cool things they did, and you could say old man cool thing you did, because I went down to Antarctica and just sat down there. I do think it would be cool. They they have um, a a good melting or or merging of the like-to-do-fun, somewhat comfortable things. They have cruises that go down there. I think that would be awesome, like super awesome, very expensive. But I would really, really like to do that. No doubt about it. Live there for a year? Never. Watch the sun not set for it. Shouldn't say never. I mean, there are circumstances, but never. Entire year. It's awesome. I was cool. That would be awesome. The other ones that he's got, um, I'm not going to go into those. That takes more thought. But that one right there, I think that's a cool one to go do for anybody. Uh, I got about... Two minutes left in your show. I hope I don't call again. I'll try not to. Bye, Packerland. There are two more calls from Steve in Alaska. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What's up, man? What's up? Joe. Janet. Hey, Joe. How are you? Connecticut. What's up? So, uh, I don't really have a question. Okay. But I'm going to call in on some uh, movie topic. Fair enough. Um... Because, like... We, it's been a while since we've had a Packer game, as you can tell. <laughs> you, I didn't watch Star Wars until I was an adult, yep. in my 30s. Yep. Um, I'm 38 years old. I, Me and my wife decided, this is probably about a year and a half ago, decided we were going to try to watch the old ones, and if we liked them, maybe watch the new ones. But uh, watch the first movie. <clears throat> I don't know what it's called. First right. Star Wars. Um, it was it was terrible, and it was uninteresting. Yep. And I was like, well, you know, let's let's start. Let's watch the second one. It might be better. I think I, uh, I think we made it about an hour to the second one. 
It's the exact same movie. Exact same movie. Um, it's like one time they have Star Wars, the next time they have like Star Wars and snow, and then the next time is like Star Wars in the jungle or something. It's, it's like it's 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 the same movie. I fell asleep, uh, and we never started watching it again. Um, that's about all I needed to see. It was an hour, the second one. Uh, maybe I'll give it another chance someday, but it was, it was, it was bad. So, um, you, you were mentioning a while back, we were talking about the water boy and... Well, before you move on, I have one final comment for all the, uh, just, just to really get under the skin of all the Star Wars people. I once thought, um, at, at one point I was going to give Star Wars some credit. And I was like, you know, it was the 70s. It was, uh, let's see, 1977 was the first Star Wars. And so, you know, things were different. Now, that doesn't necessarily explain the not super interesting uh, plot or anything. Um, but, you know, the graphics are bad, and, and, you know, maybe they just didn't make as good of movies back in the day. And then I remember The Godfather was made in 1972. Five years prior, the, the, that movie holds up today. And, and listen, if, if, if Star Wars was great, the only problem was, you know, the, the graphics, that would be fine. And, and I'll be honest, I watched the first one, I'm like, eh. It's not my favorite, but okay, it's not, it's not terrible, enough to move on. It wasn't until the graphics became tolerable that the movie started to really suck. And again, once I watched the second one, and I'm like, dude, I just watched the same movie again. Like, uh, same storyline, like, gotta save somebody and blow up the big round thing in the sky. Save somebody, blow up the big round thing in the sky. Save somebody, blow up the big round thing in the sky. Or whatever the big thing, and you know, the, I don't know, it's just like, come on, man, this is, this is not different. By the way, Scarface? Another just incredible movie it was made six years later. What were some of the best movies in the 70s? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is really, really, really a good movie. I watched that one as an adult, too. Like, I'd always heard about it, like, as, you know, obviously a book or whatever. But still, I was like, eh, I don't know, it's some movie from the 70s, probably not super great. It is very good. Jaws, really good movie. Graphics are terrible. Still a very good movie. Not a huge Alien fan, but also didn't like Taxi Driver, but that's a popular one. And, and it's, it's cinema, whether it's your thing or not. It just, it seems like Star Wars is just, it's not even creative or it's just like, well, it's like a lot of action movies where it's just, it's, it's action for the sake of action. Like, well, what's the plot? And granted, yeah, it, it took a lot of work to come up with the different factions and names and languages, but big deal. A five-year-old could do that. In fact, I probably did do that as a five-year-old. You know how many army men and, and different, like, things I, and they would all be in their different groups. You know, you'd have your army men over here, and you got your G.I. Joes over there. They'd all be different factions with different things and different, you know, they'd be at war with each other. This is basic five-year-old stuff. The Exorcist, really good movie. Even Halloween, which, you know, horror movies are not really the most amazing things in the world, but it's not like you watch the first Halloween and it's like, oh, that was in the 70s. That was way worse than what you get to. No, it's like, dude, it's, it's Halloween. It's uh, one of the classics. Star Wars, though, I just, I can't do it. Monty Python. Lots of different Monty Python movies. Willy freaking Wonka was 1971. You kidding me? Apocalypse Now. So yeah, you, you don't get a pass because, well, it was the 70s and movies just weren't as good back then. Oh, no, nonsense. Serpico, 73, is a good movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Rocky. Not even a huge Rocky fan, but it's, it's still a thing. 
Good thing this isn't an Eagles podcast. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, continue. Um, how, you know, people in their 30s all have these things, these one lines for movies like that. You yeah. Know, um, and, and wondering if that's a thing nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I'm here to tell you, I work in a movie theater. That's true. Janitor. And, um, yeah, these kids barely um, even watch the movie. Uh, there's literally, we have to have uh, security in the theater to make sure that, um, you know, the nighttime crowd doesn't mess around. Um, so, yeah, they're not paying much attention to movies. I'm pretty sure this TikTok uh, whole generation we have going on, they're minds are limited to uh, 30 seconds. Well, and that's kind of what I mean. I mean, even if you just think YouTube, because it's, you know, what, what he's referencing a while ago, if you don't remember, is I had said, you know, back in the day, we, people my age, and, and I'm sure younger, there were movies that were just iconic. And everybody, I could quote a line right now to another 35-year-old from some movie, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire or something, they would know it just immediately. You wouldn't even have to be like, oh, what is that for? Like, no. Nailed it. Know it. Automatically. You know, if, if I just said, hello, you know, you know, you can even picture Robin Williams with the, the pie on his face coming up out of the fridge with the, the fat suit. And so anyways, I had said, I, I wonder if kids these days even know that. And that's not meant to be like an old guy, like oh, kids these days. It's just, it's a genuine question because things are so different now. So for example, YouTube. Back in the day, there were certain videos, even prior to YouTube or whatever, but there would be videos that were, I mean, when I say viral, I mean viral. Like, every person on planet Earth knew about this one video. Viral today is like there are 700,000 things go viral every single day, and it just, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a lot of people, no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's more people than it was, because, you know, that's back when, like, my grandma had a computer with internet and we didn't, kind of thing but like the dancing baby or whatever. But there, there would be these, and they're the dumbest things, but I would be in tears and you'd, you'd, you know, you'd have to like rip it to a CD or invite your friend over to your house. You couldn't share it anywhere. You couldn't just send it to somebody. So either your friend would have to come over to your house and be like, dude, check this out. Or you'd have to rip it to a CD and take it over to their house and put it in and load it and play it. And I know there are trends, but like if I see something hilarious on YouTube, nobody I know knows anything about it. There's just too much. There's too much content. There's too much YouTube, too much TikTok, too much everything for there to be like one thing. And I mean, and especially for movies, if, if anything is that way, it probably is TikTok. But are there movies that come out that like every 14-year-old, if you just drop that line, they're like, oh man, like the kids just keep quoting it over and over. I don't, I would, I would be surprised if it was, but I don't know. I was wondering if that was the case. Of comprehension at a time, 30-second videos, and that's it. They're on to the next one. They're never going to sit and watch a movie multiple times like we used to do and actually remember words from movies. It just doesn't happen anymore. Uh, last to die and breathe, that's what the dinosaurs. But yeah, as far as franchises go, um, I got to say, I'm looking forward to the fifth installment of Indiana Jones. Um, even though the fourth one was pretty bad, the original three are classic. And um, yeah. Another, another big one. I haven't seen Indiana Jones. I think I've seen like one Indiana Jones 
and I want to say I was probably like six or seven, <laughs> and I don't even know if I watched the whole thing. Um, yeah, just never really, never got into it. I, I guess, I don't want to say I'm not into action movies, because there are some good action movies. Um, 300 is probably considered an action movie. It's one of my favorite movies. But most of them are just stupid. I think action movies are geared toward people that just like action for the sake of action. And I guess I just don't like what action movies are generally made to do. Um, and that's the impression I get from like Indiana Jones. I don't, I, I don't know. I, it's not that much of an action movie, but it's just it's, action movies are kind of cheesy and unrealistic and I don't know, maybe there's just a certain subset of action movies I like and, and some I don't. There's got to be some kind of a plot, something interesting. It's kind of like horror movies when it's really not scary, but there's just like stuff that jumps out. It's like, that's not, that's not a horror movie. That's, this is like a, that's like somebody constantly jumping out from around the corner. That's different than an actual like haunted house. Granted, there are things that jump out in a haunted house, but you can't just jump out from around corners and be like, dude, it's a haunted house. Like, no, that's not a haunted house. And if a horror movie is just jump scares, it's not a horror movie. I could give Indiana Jones a chance, but I, I don't want another thing to dislike that everyone's going to think I'm un-American for, because I already have plenty of those. Hey. Like Rocky. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's Joe again. I'm pretty sure you hung up on me. I did. Uh, I, I don't understand this. I don't. Uh, anyway. Like your calls. Franchise. Talking about. Yep. And um, the real bad one. Fast and Furious. So bad. Uh, I think I was a senior in high school when the first one came out. And um, at that time in my life, you know, enjoyed the first couple movies. And um, and now I'm pretty sure they're still making these movies. And I really don't understand it. Cause I- to be fair, I I might have liked the first one. I don't, I don't really remember. It might have been one of those like, oh, that was a pretty cool movie. And then it just got to be like, dude, this is like... You know, it's kind of like those, you ever notice those movies where they're like, oh, number seven came out and you're like, I didn't know there was a two. That was Fast and the Furious for me. Like, how are they, what are they on, 20? This is stupid. This is like, where are they now CDs? Like, this is the dumbest thing ever. What was the other one? Oh, uh, Jurassic Park. Why? I think once in a while they just find this group that's enthralled with it and they think it's the greatest thing ever and they will come every single time. That's why Steven Seagal has so many movies. People will go because it, it, so he every year he's got a Steven Seagal movie. It's the same movie. He does the same stuff. He's doing a lot more shooting now than fighting because I think he gets a little winded. But it's just one of those things. And um, yeah, he'll he'll make his however many hundreds of thousands. You know, not probably not big bucks. Maybe he still gets in the millions for movies. I have no idea. I should look that up. Apparently, he's still getting five million bucks a movie. So a lot of people want to go see his movies still. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Seagal fan, and I uh no interest in that. But anyways, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I do know why they keep making it, because people see, keep going. And I, and I think they've hit, like, a baseline of... So let's, let's get back into politics for a second, because I think it's, it's similar. It's like Donald Trump. I think it's something like 40% or something are, like, big Trump fans. It'll never go below that, because the people that are obsessed with them will never not be obsessed with them. But it'll never go above that because everybody that's not obsessed with him pretty much hates the guy. So he can do rallies for the rest of his life if he wanted to. And he'll fill stadiums every single time. I don't think it's 40% obsessed with, but 40% will vote for him. I'm sure the obsessed measure is, I don't know, 20 or something. But that's a lot of people. I think that's fast and furious. You don't need 
a massive, you know, you could have 95% of the country thinks Fast and Furious is stupid. If 5% of the country thinks it's the greatest thing ever and they will go every single time, just in America, 5% of just America is like 17 million people. That's a lot of tickets to see movies. I'm old, you know, at all. And, and these movies came out when I was 18. So they've been making these movies for 20 years. Like, stop. Yeah. Anyway. I agree. Um, never really got into the Marvel franchise either, but uh, I think that's next on the list. Yeah, I, I, I'm not huge into it. I know it's like a, a people are obsessed, 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 especially the, I shouldn't even say the younger. I, I commented on it before. Apparently there are probably new adults or whatever, young adults that are, like unhealthily obsessed with superheroes, which is kind of sad and pathetic. But um, I know it's a big thing. I'm I'm not super into it. They're okay. Some are better than others, um, for from my perspective. But but they're tolerable, right? There's some. Um, I think there's actually some pretty intriguing storylines and and plots with the different things that people can do and how it gets utilized. And I mean, some of it is is it's either over my. I, I can't tell sometimes if it's over my head. Or if it's just impossible and I'm trying really hard to figure out something that there's no way to figure out because it can't happen. You know, like the multidimensional stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. All right. So, or, or like the one where the, the timekeepers and stuff and there's the timelines and the, it, it switches and goes back. And I'm like, wait, all right. So hold on. I'm a very visual person. So I'm, I'm borderline want to get out like a pen and paper and be like, all right. So if this goes this way, then this, ha- but wow, how does he get here? And 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 I can't focus on the movie because I'm thinking about that. But still, it's got some. It's got a little bit of depth to it. It's probably why I don't like the one everybody else likes. I, I'm, I think I'm just realizing I have a very specific brand of action that I enjoy and a f- very specific brand of action that I don't like, and that's the one that most people like. But Guardians of the Galaxy is the one most people seem to like, from what I can tell, and I can't stand that. But again, what is it? It's got a lot more character in terms of like different creatures and different galaxies and different planets, different languages. You got a lot more action in terms of guns and explosions and and flying ships and a little bit of comedy here and there, but it's over the top. And so there's just a lot more stuff that to me is just, I can't get past, but you know, whatever to each their own. I guess that's a good thing about Marvel is there's, if you like any kind of action, there's probably something for you in there somewhere. As far as things that should be watched, I haven't watched get more into the Marvels. I've seen a couple here and there, Wolverine movies, Iron Man, but, um, I know, I know they're pretty good from what I hear. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's so many franchises like gone forever, probably. Batman, like, uh, Spider-Man movies, and, like, there's, there's a lot of, uh, good franchises out there. There's a lot of terrible ones. Um, I mean, look at, uh, The Godfather. I was a kid when, when that was, like, pretty popular. Yeah. Um, but all three of those are amazing. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to chime in, really, to say that Star Wars is trash. And I got your back on that one. Appreciate um, it. You know, being as a, a similar situation where I watched it as an adult, it was just not good. So, yeah, I'm probably not even going to give that franchise a chance again, anyway. Well, it's your biggest fan. Dan, shalom. Go back. Shalom. I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. By the way, that is my current case study. Nobody that watched Star Wars for the first time as an adult likes it. People that like Star Wars saw it as a kid. and like. By the way, a lot of those 70s movies I listed that are pretty good that I like, a lot of them I saw. Uh, not The Godfather. I saw that as an adult and liked it. 
think maybe Scarface as well. Not an adult, but, you know, teenager or whatever. But, you know, Jaws and uh, Scarface. All the ones I shouldn't have watched as a kid is the ones I saw. There were no good kid movies. All the classics were for the adults. Um, all right, we are 22 minutes in. Have not talked about the Packers yet. Let's see what Nate's got for us. All right. Hey, Ryan. It's Nate. I had to call in because, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan, but you, you hit a button here um, when you said that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie because okay. I fall in the other camp. Um, but let me tell you why it's a Christmas movie. Now, not only do the first two movies take place on Christmas. Not only do they make tons of Christmas references and jokes throughout the movie. Um, hold on. A couple things right away. Um, first of all, Die Hard, good franchise. I don't even know if that, that was brought up. Maybe that's the reason it was brought up. I have no idea. Die Hard, I haven't seen all of them, but I'm pretty sure I've seen three. Let's see, there's the first one, and then there's, which one is the one with all the money? Maybe I've seen two only. I don't know, but they're good. Maybe that's what I should do is watch the Die Hard movies. Are the other ones good? Die Hard with a Vengeance? I gotta look that up because that's I know that sounds familiar, but have I seen that? Oh yeah, of course I've seen that one. All right, so which one? Anyways, doesn't matter. You said the first two took place on Christmas, right? Best as I can tell, there are five. Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Live Free or Die Hard, A Good Day to Die Hard. Is that a, is that a part of it or is that just some random thing that got thrown in on Google here? I don't know, but you gotta work it. Also... According to Wikipedia, it does not take place on Christmas. It takes place on Christmas Eve. But please continue. Christmas trees and Christmas lights all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it's a Christmas party that, yep. it's, that it's taking yeah. taking place at. So on top of all that here, let me just go through a few. Well, I, I know that isn't your point, but just to completely dismiss why that is even relevant, if it's set on Christmas and there's no Christmas trees or Christmas lights, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? So we've already established that it takes place on Christmas, That's the or Christmas Eve. That's the backdrop. Okay, got that. What else? The uh, soundtrack credits that are on IMDb for the movie. Um, so first of all, we've got second song in Winter Wonderland um, by Felix okay. Bernard and Richard B. Smith. Fair enough. Uh, Christmas in Hollis, that's the Run DMC. Song. Let's see, we've got Let It Snow. Is not- Again, to be fair, though, and, and it's a good point, uh, I didn't realize that or think about that. It just kind of adds to the Christmasness of Christmas, I guess. But no, yeah, it's, it's a fair enough point. I don't hear just once, but it's actually in here twice because it's also the ending credits song. Ode to Joy and Jingle Bells are also on here. So when people don't say that it's not a Christmas... But but again, is that... if If they're at a Christmas party and Christmas songs are playing at the Christmas party... You're not adding to the fact that Christmas is the backdrop, right? I don't know if this is like the intro to the movie they're playing Christmas songs, or if you're just talking about music that's playing in the airport or playing during the party or whatever. Because again, it's Christmas Eve, so you would expect to hear Christmas songs played in the background during these things, right? Yeah, like tell me, tell me how. Tell me how it's not a Christmas movie. What what box doesn't it check? It's even got the love story that every Christmas movie needs to have. That has nothing to do with... What does love story have to do with Christmas? Listen, uh, in my opinion, a Christmas movie should be about Christmas. About Christmas. Not not in the background. Not, hey, there's a Christmas party um, going on. This, this is why... By the way, hold on. Let me... Uh, I mentioned a bunch of different movies, right? 
I mentioned that I don't think The Ref is a Christmas movie. I looked up the soundtrack. What do you know? Please Come Home for Christmas, A Holly Jolly Christmas. Christmas comes but once a year. It's Christmas, you're drunk and you're in jail. You put the X in Christmas. Uh, Blue Christmas, The Christmas Song, Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. Uh, Some of these are probably also Christmas songs, but I'm not familiar with them. Those are just the ones that have Christmas in the title. So, yeah, I mean, it's Christmas is the backdrop to the ref. There's Christmas music playing in the in the background. But it, it's, it's a movie that stands alone that happens to take place during Christmas. I think that's different than, for example, a movie based around Santa Claus. Now, I, I, I don't know. I haven't really fully thought about it. I don't have it because now even as I'm thinking about it, I look at it, well... I personally associate Home Alone with Christmas movie, but that's not a Christmas movie by my own standard. But I definitely get the warm and fuzzies about it because there's a lot of Christmas stuff going on. There's certainly more Christmas stuff in Home Alone than there is in Die Hard because that's that's a lot of it is Christmas. They talk about Christmas and Christmas this and Christmas spirit and Christmas this and Christmas that and Christmas trees and Christmas presents and everything is it's Christmas and how could you do this on Christmas and Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. How much Christmas does there have to be for it to be a Christmas movie? I don't know, but I can't imagine a Christmas party in the background making it a Christmas movie. Again, Edward Scissorhands. I don't think of Edward Scissorhands as a Christmas movie. I saw Three Ships, A Little Town of Bethlehem, We Three Kings. It's because it takes place in and around Christmas. Trading Places. Absolutely not a Christmas movie. Jingle Bell Rock. Why was Jingle Bell Rock in the soundtrack? Because it takes place in and around Christmas. Gremlins. Christmas, baby, please come home, is in the soundtrack. Why? Apparently it takes place around Christmas. I wouldn't have even known that, but apparently it does. That's in the soundtrack. How about about this one? Batman Returns has O Come All Ye Faithful and I Saw Three Ships. There are four songs in the Batman Returns soundtrack, according to IMDb. Two of them are O Come All Ye Faithful and I Saw Three Ships. Also, Super Freak by Rick James, so... Movie sounds super freaky. So, again, I don't know where to draw the line, but Christmas music just means that it takes place during Christmas, and I don't think if it takes place around Christmas that it's automatically a Christmas movie. If it is, again, Batman Returns, Gremlins, and uh, whatever else I said, uh, Edward Scissorhands and whatnot, all qualify as Christmas movies. Um, so I, it's, yeah, I'm pretty passionate about it. It's, it's absolutely a Christmas movie just because it's an action movie and a bunch of people get shot and die. Um, doesn't change that fact. So if you, uh, if anybody wants to refute that, you can, uh, you can find me, you can come find me. I'll, I'll fight you. Well, it's, it's, it's nothing really to refute because it's just, it's kind of subjective. We all kind of create our own criteria, but what I am saying is, Based on what you're saying, you think a lot of... I mean, this list I pulled up that I said has a bunch of ridiculous stuff on here, all these you would consider Christmas movies by your own standards. Little Women, 2019. Die Hard, 1988. Carol, whatever that is. Um, Little Women Again. Edward Scissorhands. Trading Places. Gremlins. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Don't know what that is either. Uh, While You Were Sleeping, Batman Returns. How about this? Anna and the Apocalypse. 
Uh, Anna and the Apocalypse finds fresh brains and a lot of heart in the crowded zombie genre, not to mention a fun genre mashup populated by rootable characters. Synopsis, a zombie apocalypse, uh, apocalypse threatens this sleepy town in Little Haven at Christmas, forcing Anna and her friends to continue, continue, continue. Well, it said at Christmas, so I guess that zombie movie is officially a Christmas movie. Uh, the Ref, The Retaliators, 2001 movie. Uh, the Retaliators, an upstanding pastor, uncovers a dark and twisted underworld as he searches for answers surrounding his daughter's brutal murder. A high-octane original soundtrack and cameos from some of the biggest names in rock music set the tone for this horror thriller, reveals a game of revenge played using a new set of rules. Not sure what that has to do with Christmas, but uh, John Urbansich, a reviewer, says just about the perfect uh, just about perfect for hardcore halloweeners and with a christmas time message of its own no less so there you go there's a christmas message in there you getting my point it's a slippery slope nate if you don't draw a hard line at the movie being about christmas then it's just about anything to do with christmas if it's near christmas christmas party christmas music how about christmas decorations how about christmas lights how about a christmas tree how about a pine tree how about a pine air freshener in a taxi cab? Is that a Christmas movie? Slippery slope. Well, I'm not going to take a break because we have to do one Packers question before we do that. Let's see what uh, Jim has to say here. Hey, Ryan. This is Jim from Arkansas calling. Hey. Hey, uh, you know, I probably missed this somewhere. Someone else probably followed up on it. But um, I wanted to follow up on your format for, uh, you know, reviewing the game, I guess. And someone else had called in and said that you should do it live, and you kind of dismissed it uh, because you don't like doing it live during the game. Totally get it. I wouldn't watch that either. But if you did that format after the game, so you watched it as a fan initially, you go back, you watch it after that, uh, you go through, and then you do your review and player grades and whatever else, that content uh, I think would be worth watching. And uh, I don't know if you had considered that or not, but uh, anyways, just want to throw it out there. All right? Please. That's fair, and I have done a little bit of that with uh, the Discord, which I have to do a better job of getting back to. Or not not the Discord, I'm sorry. The uh, I can't even, I can't keep all this stuff straight. Um, whatever it is. I've, I, I have done something like that. I, I think my only issue, Jim, is um, I'm just overly stretched thin. So if I if I find that I'm sitting here and I have time, um, and by time, I mean, I have to have a lot of time. And if I have a lot of time and I'm able to use that time on, um, on that, then that's, that's something I, I might do. Garrett, come on, man. Give me hey, something. Hey, Ryan, it's Garrett. Uh, just finished, uh, listening to Laughing at the Enemy and had a couple of comments regarding that. Uh, being that I live here in Southern Illinois, I am <clears throat> for the most part surrounded by a substantial amount of Bears fans and, uh, Thanks to your podcast over the years, you know, I've felt like I've gone into arguments, uh, very well prepared and, uh, most successfully have won, uh, predominantly the, the arguments regarding Bears and Packers stuff. Wonderful. And, uh, so I want to thank you for that and, and staying within the Christmas spirit, uh, I'll, I'll lay off of Tom. It's, uh, one of the things where we tell the rookies when they come in, uh, we kid because we care. So, just uh, joking around with the little brother kind of deal. So, uh, Tom, keep calling in, and I'll keep fast-forwarding. Anyways, uh, last take. 
um, when it comes to Christmas movies. Oh, Have you ever noticed how many of the Christmas movies take place in Chicago? And the fathers that are in the leading roles are, are bringing up some time at some point or, or, you know, mention something about the Bears when it comes to how they suck or whatever. Fair. You know, you have Christmas Story and the father who has the uh, the duel with the, the furnace and all the cussing and everything, but uh, doesn't have anything good to say about the Bears. Then you have Christmas Vacation, yep. of course, and uh, the bumbling idiot Clark is a Bears fan, obviously, because he's wearing a Bears cap. Then you have Home Alone. It takes place in Chicago. Yep. They don't mention any bears because at that time it was the only thing that was good in Chicago was obviously Michael Jordan because they had a Michael Jordan cutout. Uh, I could go on and on, so it's kind of uh, weird how you had coincidence there. So, have- and I don't know if planes, trains, and automobiles—that's is that Thanksgiving or is that Christmas? I don't know, but um, I think he's also a Bears fan in that one. How you doing, Ryan? Ah, uh, boy. All right, let's. Uh, Let's go to Trevor. Let's see what he's got. Hey, Brian. I meant to mention this way sooner, but um, I forgot. And then the podcast there, um, when you're dealing with their um, – I believe after the game you even said, like, you thought A.J. Dillon had better numbers than that he did. Um, but the way I see it, he had 100 rushing yards because I don't know if you noticed during the game, and not that the commentators even called it out, but when, um, like, say, the running back, Dillon and – Jones, if they were to the right of uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then they did all these plays that worked very well where on the snap the running back would run towards the outside and uh, Rodgers was flipping it out to him. And all of those were actually forward pitches and counted as pass plays. And from what I remember, maybe maybe not all of them, but I know the vast majority of them were very successful, like minimum six to eight yard runs. Um, So the way I see it, that's basically a run play. I mean, I know they go down to the pass, but I mean, I think you add those in. I think Dylan's yards per carry goes up, and he definitely clears 100 yards. So, um, just thought, I don't know. I feel like things are so interchangeable now. You can just add running and receiving yards together. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually am kind of annoyed at the lack of ability to um, combine the two. Like, anywhere you look, you you have, I mean, total yards or scrimmage yards is a thing. But trying to find scrimmage yards or even total touchdowns, it's really hard to find. Especially with Christian Watson, it's been my biggest frustration because every time I try to cite something, like, oh, he's got this many touchdowns. Like, oh, wait, he has rushing touchdowns too, and I have to go to a separate page for rushing touchdowns, or I have to scroll down to a different column. And if you want to combine them, you have to add them yourself. It does seem odd to me considering yards is yards, right? I mean, if you get 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns, that's what you produced for your team, right? You think total production as an offensive player would be the main metric, and then as a subset, how much of that was receiving, how much of that was rushing. Rather, we have it rushing, receiving, and yes, we acknowledge scrimmage yards and scrimmage touchdowns, I guess, is a thing. Combined touchdowns is a thing, but um, we don't really talk about it. It's weird. It's very weird to me. I don't know. It's... It's an interesting concept, the way they did that, though. I like the idea because then if it's forward and it is a pass, if the running back happens to drop it, it's not a bubble. So, um, but I feel like I haven't seen us do that, Not at least definitely not as much as we did in the past, the past week we played. I mean, they did it a bunch and um, seemed to be effective, so I hope they keep doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, they're they're utilizing Dylan in particular, and in, in multi. Oh, I shouldn't say in particular. AJ, Aaron Jones obviously is being utilized in a lot of different ways, also. But um, that certainly flies under the radar. I know some of the Bears guys, and we were doing some of the laughing, or when I was doing the laughing at the enemy segments, were praising Dylan. But but the the main notion was, you know, he's a throwback. Well, kind of. I mean, he's he's strong, but I also think he doesn't necessarily utilize his power as well as he he could would should meaning he's not as powerful of a power back as people would want to give him credit for, first of all, which sucks. But I think he's a better, just true running back and certainly a better receiver than anybody would want to give him credit for. So, I mean, he, he is, he's closer to being Aaron Jones than people think. He's, he's, I mean, Aaron Jones, first of all, is a lot more powerful than anybody wants to give him credit for because of his size. Dylan is less powerful than people would expect based on his size. So there's that. Um, and then, and then again, Dylan isn't just a straight line power guy. I mean, he's got some agility and he's not, you know, he's not Alvin Kamara or uh, Christian McCaffrey, but I don't know. I think he just gets pushed far to the end of the spectrum. And I think he's not quite over there. Anyways, we got our Packers question. So why don't we take a break and uh, we'll come back in just a few minutes. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Once you get the pause on, you would have been hearing me talk to you about you. <laughs> but I'm looking at uh, it's back right after dark, and we're talking about Jim Leonard's guy. We, by the way, I'm halfway through the show, and we have not talked about Jim Leonard yet. You need to do a better job of getting your your hype name type stuff in because you know I'm I'm really into it and we have not talked about that matter of fact two things number one uh if you've listened this far it means i, I did my job i got you to listen haha ha. suck it um second of all that is my least favorite part of podcasting is coming up with the title because i literally i'm not kidding you i forget every single thing we talked about um i get so frustrated because i constantly close tabs and i will close this tab of google voice with all this stuff and then I'll go to name this podcast right here, and I will not remember one thing we talked about. Nothing. 
So then I have to go back up and op- reopen the Google Voice and go through and read the transcripts to try to jog my memory of what's been going on. So if I see anything, Jim Leonard, it's like, oh, okay, good. Now, now sometimes, obviously not in the case of what you're talking about, because you haven't even heard it yet. Sometimes that's the most, like, that's what everybody's talking about. So I'm like, all right, let's just go with that. Sometimes, though, it's just the most recent thing because that's the only thing I remember. And also it's clickbaity. And I think people are going to want to listen to it. But there's nothing deep about the titles. Nothing at all. It's just what in the world can I think of and put here so I can finally be done with this several-hour process. Uh, Probably my second one of the day and all the stuff that goes along with it. I don't like naming the podcast. If I could hire that out above anything else, I would do that. Please just listen to what I'm saying. Come up with a title and put it in there for me. Thank you so much. What got me into it, we were talking about animals and pets, <laughs> which was the previous show, which we're still talking Plus, Packernet After Dark, there's 50 billion different topics. I can't write every single one of them. So I'm going to pick one, and if you don't hear it for a while, that's just the way it goes. About this show. And I'll tell you this. I know most of you guys out there, everybody that listens to this is going to be like, are you talking to me like I'm a psychopath? But I love having reptiles for pets. Two reasons. One, reptiles live longer in general than their compatriots in our mammal industry. That sounds like a con to me, but go on. So if I get a dog... I'm hoping to get 12 years. If I get a turtle or a, a, a snake or any kind, some of the lizards, some of the lizards and reptiles in that range are a little bit longer, less. But I'm looking at 25 to 30 years. That so sucks. I can get a pet that gives me 25 to 30 Dude, a 30-year commitment to a freaking turtle? That's That's crazy. That's crazy to me. I can't imagine that. You you buy a turtle on a whim and you've just made a 30-year commitment. Now, granted, you can just let that thing go anytime. I had a turtle once. Um, unfortunately, we had to let it go back at the pond that I found a painted turtle. Uh, I don't even remember why we got rid of it. I think it just stunk and my parents didn't want it anymore, didn't want to take care of it and said I had to get rid of it. And so we had to let it go. And then I cried and they took me to a restaurant and got me food and that was... Cool, but it sucks. But 30 years. And then when it dies, I mean, it's bad to lose any animal. Like a, well, not a goldfish. Nobody cares about a goldfish unless you're a small child. But, um, you know, even, even an animal that doesn't live super long, a ferret or something, you're going to get a little choked up about it. A turtle you've had for 30 years? And then you're weeping like a baby over a turtle. People are going to think you're crazy. But it's like, dude, your stupid dog lived 15 years. My turtle of 30, so there. 30 years of life. I also get pets that are predators, and they're pretty damn smart because reptiles are predators, and reptiles are smart. And so they learn, and they understand, and they, they're very good friends. You just have to understand how they get to be friends. By the way, Ryan, I think you're going to think I'm crazy for this. <laughs> so much. No, I don't think it's crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm beginning to think anybody with any pets are crazy, including myself. I'm, I'm an 
idiot. I mean, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, I keep getting, allowing my children to talk me into getting animals. Uh, I run a freaking petting zoo over here, and I cannot stand any of them. The rabbit's pretty cool, but it's like, he does his poop all over everything, and then he got pee on the hardwood, and you got to feed him all the time, and 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 then I, I'm I'm getting to the point too, where I'm starting to feel guilty. Like we got this guy, like just I mean he's in the house, he's not in his hutch anymore, but he's still in this enclosed little area. Like, dude, your life sucks, and I did that to you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a terrible thing for me to do. Um, but obviously you let him go into the wild, which they're. You know, he's probably going to be dead in about a day. So I don't know what to do, man. But um, as far as the friend thing, I, I, I shouldn't even say it because you got a relationship with your turtle. Cool. But I'd be willing to bet that freaking thing would bite you in a second just because it felt like it. You know what I mean? Like if I get a snake and I'm like, this is my friend, I don't think he likes me. I don't think that snake likes me. If I get a snake, I don't, I don't even have any... If I get a turtle... In 30 years, I will have zero expectation that he has any affinity for me whatsoever, right? Like if somebody broke into the house and beat me to death with a baseball bat, that turtle would just sit there and be like, dude, where's my freaking lettuce? What's going on here? Like, can somebody clean this guy up and bring somebody else in that can bring me lettuce? Because I'm getting hungry. I am 28. I only got a few years left. This guy's bleeding all over the place. Nobody's here to give me lettuce. Like, what's going on here? Just saying. This makes no sense. This is stupid. But you should try it. Get one of them. Damn it. I'm trying to get the clock up here. I'm almost out of time. But you get one of them, give them a try. I don't know. Okay. Um, You can just hit the end button there somewhere on your phone steve you've called in 75 times i figured you'd know how to do that but anyways i will say this i'm not saying you've convinced me because i do not want a turtle but i've been thinking now that i've realized i do not like i shouldn't say i don't like animals i like animals i don't like owning animals is there an animal in the world that i would want to own and i thought about it and i'm like nope there isn't And then you said reptiles, and my mind went to snake, and I'm like, I don't want a snake. That's dumb. Like, I don't want to have to feed this thing by dropping something from up high because I don't want to bite my hand. That's I I had a hamster that always wanted to bite me, and it sucked. Um, I think it was mean, man. He didn't like being in his cage. Like he had a, he had tunnels and all kinds of cool stuff. He would eat through his thing. At one point, I put like a hat over it because I thought that was somehow a smart idea because I was a kid and I was stupid. He ate through my hat, so I'd wake up in the morning and he'd be running around my room. And then you go to pick him up to put him back in his cage or his, his little tunnel system thing, and he'd bite your hand because he, he's just an angry jerk. But a turtle, turtle sounds somewhat intriguing. The only issue I have is that I've owned a turtle and it was disgusting. Um, he's a tiny little guy, but he had like a, you know, a turtle thing. Granted, it was a small enclosure, so it's going to stink more. It can't hold as much or whatever, but uh, it's pretty dope. It had like a bridge and a little river thing under it. Um, not flowing, obviously, but yeah, that, it, it stunk so bad. And then it got like the filmy, gross plaque stuff on its shell, which was disgusting. Cleaning it was gross. Never. I don't want a turtle. I'm not getting a turtle. I remember cleaning that. You dump out the water. 
you know, take the turtle out, put them in a little box or something, then you dump the water out, and it was like, oh, I'm going to gag. Hey, Ryan, uh, real quick, one other thing. Uh, something I noticed after you talked about all the teams uh, in the NFL and how bad they are and trashing uh, certain players and stuff, and I'm just wondering if I'm the only one sometimes that thinks that uh, sometimes when you trash a player, they end up having a really good game the next <laughs> week sometimes. Like you trash that, huh? Fields and then obviously went on to have his career day against us. And then uh, one guy in particular uh, talked about uh, Jerry Judy yep. and uh, the Denver game against Kansas City. He, I think he did quite well. Three touchdowns. Uh, he has three touchdowns in three years. The one day that I decide to go all in against Jerry Judy, he gets three touchdowns in a game. One game. It doesn't change anything that I said, but it's it's to your point. You're right. And so you'll have to forgive me while I go on a tirade and trash our entire team for the rest of the year in hopes that they uh, win some stuff. Uh, maybe we would have done even a little bit better, but uh, since they pile-drived uh, Wilson into the ground, uh, you know, that kind of ended that streak. But, you know, you know, Carolina ended up beating Seattle, and uh, there were some other big upsets. Chargers beat uh, Miami, and I'm just like, man, some of these – teams just when you think they're down they just come up and, and bite you so i just wonder if it was a coincidence if any other people kind of notice the same thing but uh sometimes when you really go hard on somebody they seem to snap out of it somehow so anyways uh one other thing i was just wondering if uh, they're going to give uh an office uh next to um wilson uh for the knot on his head since it's so big have a good one um, I did see the picture of that. I've been missing some pretty serious stuff that's been going on. I saw, I didn't really see what happened. I just saw a picture of the dude with a big old welt on his head. And then, um, I just kind of caught in passing what happened to Kyler Murray, which is kind of crazy. Just feel, feels like there's an information overload. Maybe I'm just in too many places at once, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm the last one to figure out <laughs> the heck is going on lately. Too spread out, man. Anyways, let's end it with Tom. Tom went on another uh, call tirade. But we'll just do one for today. Hello, Ryan. Hey. Thomas. Awesome. Hi. How's it going? How you doing? Uh, I was calling to piggyback on the call, to piggyback on my call about vampires and werewolves. Okay. Um, yes, there are different kinds of vampires. Yes, there are different kinds of werewolves. Um, however, for the most part, when it comes to vampires, they can eat regular people's food. Boom, I want to be that However, kind. they okay. can't survive off of it, and also it's... From what I remember, it's either that the taste is dampened uh, or it's so heightened to where you can like taste ooh. every specific thing ooh, I to be where that. it makes it kind of unenjoyable. Mm. Just wanted to clarify that. I don't know. But that could be a different vampire to what they're mentioning. Uh, another thing, too, is uh, what is... Who does it better? Who puts together the same ingredients better than the other person. Okay. Well, company. Yep. Taco Bell or McDonald's? Because they just use the same stuff. And they make different things out of it. What? One is straight up just a burger, a big burger. Yeah. A bigger, bigger burger, mm-hmm. and a smaller burger. And what you broke down with the tacos of deep fried taco, larger taco, 
but who I does see. it better? I see. I get what All you're right. saying. I thought you were saying the, the two of them make the same food. And I was like, are you comparing a bun to a, to a tortilla or what are we doing here? Who does it better? Um, definitely Taco Bell. I mean, McDonald's doesn't even really try to, uh, well, all right. So I, I do think it's a little bit different. I don't know that McDonald's necessarily, they're all burgers, right? Just like you can have different kinds of taco, just depending on the kinds of toppings you put on it. If you put an extra couple patties and a bun and some sauce and some stuff, still a burger, it's just a different kind of burger. You know, just like you can have tacos with steaks, and salsa and whatever you can have it with chicken and lettuce and cheese as far as the different food though you got a burger you got chicken sandwich you got nuggets like that's the different variety but in terms of like what you know just sticking to your question assuming that that i agree with the premise or whatever taco bell because even though it's the same ingredients it feels different to me like a quesadilla even if you put all the same ingredients, literally the exact same ingredients, just one of them is folded in half. One of them is rolled up into a, you know, tubular looking shape thing. And one of them is flat. It feels like a different thing. You know what else I, I just noticed as I'm sitting here thinking about it? All three of them, let's just say it's the exact same thing. Which one seems healthier to you? Is it quesadilla? Why does it seem so healthy? Is it because it's like skinny and thin and little tiny triangle and it just like little finger food quesadilla is probably worse because it's two shells like two burrito shells i mean it could be taco shell but that's a tiny quesadilla quesadilla sucks but it does they, they do a good job of making it seem different and granted for most people it is different because you put different ingredients on stuff i'm just saying i generally do not although my quesadilla is probably just going to be a cheese quesadilla my taco is going to have some stuff in it my burrito might have even you know maybe one more thing like rice in it or something but that's about it but um yeah i, I guess well, Taco Bell either way would, would be the winner. But I don't know that McDonald's or Burger King necessarily does that. Because a, a Whopper's Burger King, right? What is the, uh, what's the McDonald's one? Big Mac, obviously. Big Mac is still a burger, right? We're not trying to say it's a different category. I don't know. Like, for example, this one time I made a mega burrito, and I called it, I think I called it, it might have even been the mega burrito, I don't remember. But all it was was three tor- three giant burrito shells laid sort of layering on top of each other. And then I made it into one giant burrito. It's still a burrito. It's just bigger. 